Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What's up, everybody? This is Rebel Kel from Seattle, Washington, and you are listening to King of Wrestling Podcast. This is Johnny Swinger, the King of Swing. You're listening to the King of Wrestling Podcast, so don't sing it, swing it. This is Tito Santana, and you're listening to the King of Wrestling Podcast, number one. Arriba! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brian Pillman Jr., and you are listening to Kings of Wrestling Podcast. This is Outlander, Sticky Dice. You're listening to the King of Wrestling Podcast. And now your host, Brandon Turner. Yes, I am the host with the most. I am the brilliant one. I am Brandon Turner. Welcome into King of Wrestling Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by You Save Car and Truck Rental in Columbia, Mississippi, where they can get you help to get where you want to go. So make sure you check them out. That's You Save in Columbia, Mississippi. Today we've got a very special guest. Somebody I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a while, and now we finally get her on the podcast. What's up, Rebel Kale? How are you today? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, no. It's a pleasure to have you on. I've been wanting to get you on. Uh, I've had several people from the Washington area on the podcast, and uh, I don't know if you know, have you ever heard of Dave Turner, the black sheep? Dave Turner. <laughs> uh, Dave is uh, Dave's great. He's been on the podcast. Uh, and, and the funny thing about it is, is uh, I'll jump into this for just one second with Dave is uh, we got the same last name. No relation, by the way. Okay, yeah, that's right. The, the crazy thing about it is we were comparing our wedding pictures one night. And <laughs> we had the same outfit on for our wedding. No way. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, Rebel, I've been watching you on the independent scene, and that's what we cover, independent wrestling, all day long. We've had a lot of guests. I mean, over 200-and-something guests from all over the country and out overseas and everywhere else. But I've been waiting to get you on here. And Oh, I'm so excited. I'd, 200 episodes. You are cruising, man. I um, mean, we've, you know, we've had some time. It's been three years. Uh, we've had We've had some good names, and, uh, Mm, not so good names. Vladimir Koloff, <laughs> by the way. But uh, 
But, yeah, I've been waiting to get you on. And what I want to start out with real quick is I just want you to give the listeners a little backstory and uh, how you got started in wrestling, kind of were you like a wrestling fan growing up? Uh, no, I wasn't a wrestling fan growing up. Um, I, I played sports, like every single sport there was at all times. And uh, like growing up, I'd play two select sports year-round. I played soccer and I played basketball and I played other sports too, volleyball, track, all that stuff. But I always, like, my passions were the ones where I could be, like, aggressive and there was contact. And, um, like, every day when I'd get off of school, like, I would just walk to the park and play pickup games with whatever boys were at the park. And, like, I was always just super into aggressive sports. I was a four-year varsity letter and... um, I went to college. I went to Western Washington University. I graduated from Central Washington University. And when I was done with that, um, I realized I still needed a sport to keep my identity and um, really to keep me sane. And I knew I liked contact sports. And so I was looking into boxing and MMA and pro wrestling and really anything that I could do like that I hadn't already started. I hadn't, hadn't, you know, at that age and I knew I wasn't going to play professional basketball. Um, and I just really needed something else to dive into. So I started doing some research and I was looking at heights and weights and like really trying to decide like where I could make the next step and grow as an athlete. I always wanted to be a professional athlete and I found pro wrestling and, uh, you know, watched a couple matches of that. And I mean, I started getting hooked on total divas and like, I just kind of fell in love with it there. Um, so then I, uh, I booked a ticket to OVW. I Googled, did some research, found the, what was called the Harvard of pro wrestling at the time. And, um, I ended up buying a ticket to go check out OVW and I met Rip Rogers down there. And um, I was getting ready to pack up my whole life and just go move over there and see if I could make something of this. But Rip had his best friend, Buddy Wayne, lives in uh, Everett, which is like 20 minutes from Seattle. So he was like, you need to go start training there and um, train with my buddy and like you won't regret it. And that's kind of how I got my start in pro wrestling. Buddy Wayne, Rip Rogers, that's some good names right there. Uh, All right. You know, it's crazy you talk about, you know, you was going to pack up and just move your bags. That's dedication. That's what it takes to make it in the wrestling business to start with is dedication. And, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Rip Rogers looked at you and was just like, okay, there's like a shit ton of potential right here. Because, I mean. Absolutely. I mean, you're legitimately, you're six feet tall, right? Right. Okay. You you said you weren't going to make it in pro basketball. That already tells you right there. I mean, my goodness, you got the look already and you got some skills. So, I mean, you got a lot of potential to make it to the top stage. I, I agree. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I think like my matches are starting to get better and better and I'm starting to gain a lot of confidence in myself. And, um, you know, I'm hoping something good turns out of this. So. Well, I'll say this one thing I know, and my wife will contest to this as well, is that I'm an asshole. All right, so (laughs) 
when I come out, I always ask my wife after the uh, after the show. I'm like, well, did I look cocky enough? And she says, when do you not look cocky enough? She says, you walk out <laughs> and you ooze confidence. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I, I played sports all my life. Yes. And so, you know, and I've watched wrestling pretty much all my life. So, I, I mean, you know, I just kind of, I don't, I don't know. I'm different when I'm not in front of a crowd. Like, uh, you know, you don't feel like you can just walk out there in front of all those people and do stuff. And then when right. I go through that curtain, it's just like a another switch changes. And I'm, I'm happy to be out there making an ass right. of myself. Right, absolutely. And that's funny that you say that, too, because I'm like – the same way I'm not I wouldn't say like I am like a great public speaker but Rebel Kell might be you know what I mean and exactly like, and I, I'm not like very um I don't know I guess I am I'm pretty modest in my normal I don't know and like I feel like going out in front of a big crowd like half naked and like do, like that wouldn't normally be my shtick but it totally is. Like, when I go out there now, I'm, like, alive and just, like, it's a whole new persona. You know, my wife was telling me something, like, a couple weeks ago. She was saying, you know, you will not wear shorts because you have white, white legs. And, I mean, I can go get a tan. I mean, I can try to get a tan. It's not going to happen. But she's like, you're in front of 500 people with no shirt on. And you're in your boxer shorts because they, you know, they beat you up and they took all your stuff off. And you don't, and you don't care, but you will not walk around with shorts on. I'm like, right. It is different. It is different. But, uh, you know, jumping into it, I've watched some of your matches. Like I said, you know, I've been keeping up with you. And there's one opponent that you're very familiar with, and that's Izzy McQueen. What is it like being in the ring with her and just towering over her? when you're in the ring you know um izzy and i at one point we used to train together so we have a a a a friendship also um but i feel like i tower over a lot of girls you you do you do (laughs) yeah um you know i went to japan and they were all like the the tallest one was like five four i think and the rest were like five two and under and it was like every match like I remember I had a a big match at Crokin Hall that was like uh against Izumi and she's like four nine and um I just had a match against Danny Jordan I didn't realize how small she was but she's very small I didn't realize how small she was, and we just had a match on Sunday, and I was like, oh, my goodness, just totally towering, like, right over her. Um, Danny's from around this area, so. Oh, is she? I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's from, uh, she wrestles a lot around Atlanta, which is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's right in my area, but it's like four and a half hours away, but that's, as much as I travel, that's kind of in my area. Um, Okay, yeah, she she was an awesome girl, but it's so funny, I think it's like, the uniqueness of being so much taller than most of these girls that kind of sets it apart. Yeah, it really does. And you brought up Japan and that's, that's another thing I was going to talk about. There's a couple things in there that I want to talk. Uh, first is stardom. All right. I've had several ladies on the podcast, Del me XO. And, uh, you know, she's come on here and talked about the dojo and, uh, 
what was it like being over in Japan? What was it? Was it like a culture shock to you? Did you enjoy it? Uh, was it harder than you thought? You know. Stuff? Oh gosh, it was like the most incredible experience I've ever had in my life. Like I would love to go back. Um, there was like some culture things like I had to get used to. Like uh, I need to duck my head under doorways. I can't tell you how many times I bonked my head going through a door. Uh, but ultimately like I love the country like it's super safe it's super clean like people are respectful like it was beautiful and um we spent a lot of days training we spent a lot of days traveling all around Japan you know we weren't just in Tokyo we went to Osaka and we went a bunch of places in between and um but I also got some time off so I got to like explore Japan as just like a tourist and kind of just like go see different things so it was just an incredible experience i would love to go back yeah i had Dell me on and i think she gave an opposite of that and then i had layla hirsch on and she uh gave me the opposite she gave me basically what you just said but <laughs> see i've heard stories i've heard stories and it's funny like you hear stories from like girls that you're there with also about like past times and like you know some girls like you just have we live together. The girls all live together. So it's like with certain girls, you bring them in and like, they just don't mesh well and things go crazy. It sounds like, you know, and that's just kind of like the luck of the draw on who's there at the time. But <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I look at it because one of the biggest things, and, and maybe you can uh, touch on this a little bit as well, is that women's wrestling right now to me and my wife, my wife is a big wrestling fan as well is, Women's wrestling has passed men's wrestling at this point. I'm more entertained watching women wrestle, especially on the main stage at this point. I do not even care nothing about watching WWE unless it's the women's wrestling because it's just it's it's far beyond better to me because of the way they're telling stories. They're telling stories in incredible ways right now. I totally agree with you. And I didn't know if that's just because I'm a women's wrestler and so I'm kind of biased in that. But I have to say about the women totally catch my attention way more than me, than the men do too. I I don't know. I'm. It's, I feel like there's a lot more uniqueness in the women too, and you know. And and this I don't is know, not just more interesting. It, it really is, and the thing about it is, is that like you go back to the early days of uh, women's wrestling. Let's just go back to the early two thousands and yes, how it was more TNA than it was the what they could do in the ring. You know, oh, we got to look right. at, you know, it's, it's their eye candy deal. Now, the women are just out doing the men on everything, and I think it's fine. it was about time that they finally got it. But, you know, back when NXT started the whole Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks stuff, that really kicked things into gear, and it is just, wow, just went out of the world right now. And I, I'm surprised, in, in all honesty, surprised that there is not, like, a all – WWE women's show now or AEW women's show because at this point I think women's wrestling is more popular than men's wrestling at this point right I I, I would love it like, I think that these things could happen still I think that you know we're seeing more and more women's matches on the card it's not like we're even just getting one a card anymore we're getting like multiple a card now so who knows we'll see 
Uh, and you know, there there is one other thing I do want to touch on. You know, when we talk about Japan and uh, stuff, and I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going here. But mm-hmm. with Hanakamura, I know you were part of her. Uh, was it Tokyo Squad? Tokyo Cyber Squad. Cyber yeah, Squad. part of her faction. All right. Uh, just in the, I know that you know she tragically passed away uh, mm-hmm. last year, and and it hit a lot of you know people hard. And especially me, because, I mean, you know, like I say, I keep up with all styles of wrestling. And one of my favorite wrestling is Japanese wrestling. I love watching NJPW. I like watching stardom. I just uh, love Japan, would love to go uh, watch a show live in Japan. But what was your interactions like with her and her just being so young uh, going through that, you know? Yeah. Um, Hannah was one of the only wrestlers on stardom that spoke English. So me and her, obviously she's the one that understands me, had had a connection and a friendship. And um, I learned like so much from her. Like she is like, she's such a star and like, she knows like exactly what she's doing and just, the way that she could tell stories and the way that she just like interacted with fans and stuff and like, just like watching her and like being paired with her and like getting to learn from her. I learned so much. Um, it was a total shock to me hearing about her passing because like I said, she's just like, She's just got such star quality, like, it's hard to imagine. But at the same time, like, we spend so much time online, it's almost like it's not that hard to imagine when you see, like, how freaking evil people are. And, like, I, you know, I I wouldn't say I get, like, I haven't gotten a ton of hate yet. Um, You know, I also hadn't reached... Hannah's like level of fame but you know it's funny like you get 12 nice comments and you get one mean one and it's like that one could rattle you for the rest of the day now when you're getting like a ton of them it's just sad it's really sad and it's sad that like as a wrestler that's just something you have to cope with yeah it really is now (laughs) I'm going to say this, though. I get a lot of ton of hate, but I'm a, I'm a bad guy. What, what do you expect? You know, I get, right. I get, I get a ton of that in my stuff and I, it don't bother me because it's, I separate that from my personal life. And, uh, but the thing is with people and I've seen it on, you know, online, especially is these trolls that just want to degrade people. There's a difference in hating somebody to the point, you know, like, oh, I hate that character. Right. To a point of degrading somebody, to a point of really just cyberbullying like it was. It was Absolutely. It was uh, horrible, and the thing is, is that people don't understand, and, and this is my key, I don't dislike nobody. I don't hate nobody. Cause I, I, don't have, I agree. I can't have hate in my heart, because I, I mean, it just... You know, it's not going to bother nobody but me if I hate right, somebody. Right, exactly, exactly. 
Uh, so I, I just don't have no room for hate. If you don't like me, you don't like me. I don't like you, I don't like you, but I'm not going to hate you or wish anything bad upon you. And the stuff that I did see from that they sent and all that, it was literally uncalled for. What it was is actually jealousy. Absolutely. And that's where I think it stems from a lot of times. Right. I mean, jealousy is one thing, and that's another thing I don't have no, I don't want to have in my heart or anything like that is jealousy because it's just, it doesn't do nothing but ruin you and could hurt somebody else's life in the process. And it's just, uh, when I heard about her passing, I, you know, it broke me down because I was just like, gosh, you know, I like her. And then I know that this is coming out a few days after that happened, but you know, Daphne, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I grew up watching her and you know, it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's incredibly sad. It, it really is. And, uh, I mean, I had people, you know, messaging me about that the night it was going on, and I was asleep. Uh, I was actually asleep because I usually don't sleep much, but I, for some reason I fell asleep that night. And I uh, woke up and I had a bunch of text messages, messages on Facebook telling me, did you see what happened? It was really sad. And, like, you know, it didn't happen online, but what was going on online. And I was just like, no. And uh, then I found out. I was just like, no, I didn't. I, I haven't seen it, and I don't want to see the Instagram because it just, it would probably break me down. Because I mean, it's just that's just something sad that you have to get that's going through right now, and that's something you know that is hard to prevent. It's it's not something that you can just really stop. It's just hard. Right. And, and it's not easy either to like, it, I don't know, overlook it. Right. As as much as you might want to not care, like it's it's hard not to. It, it really is, and the thing is, and my wife tells me about this, and my sisters told me about because my sisters suffered. My sister, my wife, they all you know they've suffered from depression, and I'm I, I guess I'm just a different cat. Grew up in a different time, uh, you know. When I hear it, I'm you know I'm not one that says "Hey, get over it," you know kind of person. Right. But at the same time, I get what my wife, my, my sister, and other people are saying. Like, well, people, you just can't get over it. It's not something you mm-hmm. just get over. It's uh, it's hard to deal with. And just because I haven't dealt with it doesn't mean it ex- don't exist. And uh, that that's one thing that you have to protect in your life is your mental health. That is one mm-hmm. thing. I encourage absolutely. That. I think wrestling is definitely tougher mentally than it is physically. I I mean, definitely there's a lot of, there's a lot of physicality to it. And like, there's definitely injuries and soreness and kinks in the neck and all of that. But I definitely think by far mentally it is tougher. Yeah, it really is. And and that's what people don't understand. Like when you come into wrestling, you, you better have some tough skin. Uh, mm-hmm. because this it's not all sunshine and rainbows i can tell you that uh one, that's so true one thing i do want to touch on too is uh how did you find your way to stardom how did you find your way to japan because i mean most people like that are getting into wrestling that's what they dream they want to get to japan that's that's a big market for them yeah i i don't know like i i got just like a inkling where i'm like 
I was feeling like stagnant and I didn't really know where to go from there. And I just, I went to their website to see if there was like some place I could apply and there was, I sent in an application and I heard something a few months later. Wow. That's incredible. But you, but you do have a unique look. I mean, you You know, I think that that's probably it. I don't think I was ready to go to Japan at the time that I did, but I think that me being twice the height of their wrestlers, not twice the height, but you know, shoulders above them. Like, I think that that definitely helped my package out. Well, I mean, look at you. I mean, you're beautiful. You're six feet tall. What's not to like, right? Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, I've watched some of the stardom stuff. I watched it. Yeah, you've improved. And and that could have helped you a lot. You know, maybe you wasn't ready, but uh, it it, it, it I think it did help me a lot. And, you know, I, I still get a ton of people that, like, message me. And they're like, hey, like, I first found you on stardom. And I was a huge fan then. But I have to tell you, like, you have improved so much since then. And I'm just like, thanks, man. You know, stardom was two years ago, so I hope I've improved. Two and a half years, yeah. Two years ago. Wow. And, well, let me ask you this now. You've been in the ring with some uh, pretty good names and stuff, B. Priestley and stuff. I, I want to know what it was like being in the ring with Sue Young. I like being in the ring with Sue Young. Um, it was just fun. It was a fun, fun story to tell. Uh <laughs> I hate those pictures though, because she she blew blood all over me, and I just look like I look like Carrie, just like <laughs> covered in blood. Um, yeah, I feel like at that time I was still kind of trying to get my footing, and um, was still kind of learning about my character and stuff like that. I feel like. It just um, all, it just kind of all came together then. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was a good match. I I enjoyed working Sue a lot. But you, yeah, you've been in the ring with B Priestley, Heather Monroe. I mean, like, I mean, that's that's a lot of good names to be in the ring with and stuff. And one of the things that I would love to you know kind of know about is too, is like when you started wrestling, and then all of a sudden here comes COVID. How bad did COVID hit? in Washington and hit the independent wrestling scene at the time? Well, it totally decimated the independent. Well, I won't say decimated, but all the live shows decimated all the live shows. Um, But, you know, I have a few friends with rings and um, I kept myself pretty busy. Uh, I think that like, I think that I am a better wrestler coming out on the other side of COVID than I was going into COVID. Like, I don't think that it set my performance back at all. Um, we were doing like a YouTube series. It was, it's called SOS pro wrestling. And we filmed like a, a YouTube series for wrestling. And so we kind of kept our performance aspects going up there. There was no audience or anything like that. And, um, but also I kept training and I stayed in the ring and um, also kind of used the time to, to get my body back into shape. So although there wasn't a ton of shows going on, I don't feel like it was, and there wasn't a ton of shows going on and I am kind of upset about the lost time. I mean, we're only getting older. 
so I was kind of upset about the lost time there, but I think as a wrestler performer, I, I, I I'm better on the other side of COVID than I was going in. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think that same thing because I mean, we did TV taping after TV taping in an empty building, and it was just it was getting old, and then we was finally able to have a limited audience, and it's just kind of. Uh, you know, it's it's there, but I also want to know what is the independent scene like in Washington? Period. I mean, because I know, like, you can get to some independent scenes, you get crowds, you eh, they're iffy, but then you go to some places and they're just bombing. You know, our, our independent scene when I first started wasn't very big, but lately it's been booming. I mean, I'm. Uh, I'm booked like almost every weekend through December and a lot of those shows are like places around here. So defy without a cause, there's something called flex flex network at scuttlebutt. Like they're all bringing in crowds. Granted, we've only been running shows for about a month, month and a half now. Um, but so far people are, or these shows are getting packed and that's always so a good cool. thing. That's that's what you want to see is when it comes back. And I think that since we've been able to do shows back in front of a crowd, it's actually uh, increased our crowds a lot around here in Mississippi as well. So I think that, uh, you know, I think people, people are get, Yeah, they want to get out there, want to do something. And uh, I think they're getting a chance. And hopefully, you know, maybe this will start to – because our, our numbers have went back up and then they're starting to go back down. So hopefully – everybody can you know get in order just do what's right you know either get vaccinated wear the mask whatever you know so uh, let's just help get back to a little bit of normalcy in the world but uh you know absolutely well rebel we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up here and before we do though this is the spot where i'm gonna give you the floor you can plug whatever you want i don't care if you got cookies to sell you can sell them right here the floor (laughs) is yours Alrighty, my best platform is my Instagram, which is Rebel Kel Wrestles. R E B E L K E L Wrestles. Um, also, I'm on Twitter under the Rebel Kel and uh, Facebook on Rebel Kel Official. And let's see, I got merch on ProWrestlingTees.com and. Just hit me up on Instagram. I'm actually building a website right now. I'm building a website right before I started talking to you. I'm building a website. I will have that up in the next week or two. Products and sales. There you go. There you go. Well, Rebel Kill, I really do appreciate you for coming on. Has this been awesome? You're more than welcome anytime to come back on. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed talking to you. This is Bring an Audio Show Production. What you think, Enzo? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 